Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Aaron Hind of the Life Aid Beverage Company. In 2011, Dr. Aaron left his lucrative sports chiropractic to push the chips all in to enter an industry with a failure rate of 99%, the beverage industry. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more today. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, thanks for having me on. Super glad to have you. All right. So you had a lucrative sports chiropractic practice. Why leave that behind and go into the beverage industry of all things, which is ferociously competitive? Totally. Yeah. I mean, really ignorance and passion, if I (laughs) summarize it in two words. Uh, A lot of young athletes coming into my office with, you know, energy drinks and sodas. And I'm always telling you got to get off that crap. It's going to cause adrenal fatigue. You're jacking up your blood sugar. They said, hey, you know, Doc, I drink a lot of water, but water gets boring. What else should I drink? And I really didn't have anything I could tell them at the time. I mean, you had kombucha just hitting the scene, but that was very acquired taste, still had a lot of sugar in it. Coconut water, kind of same boat. Nothing was really cool, sexy, and hip like the energy drinks, but had the health benefits of some of the emerging beverages that were hitting the market. I am sure there were other people who thought about that, but you actually not only did something, but... How did you create the drink, the first one in the first place? Well, we uh, hooked up with a what's called a flavor house that has uh, PhD food scientists working there. I had some background in nutrition, so brought initial formulations down to the flavor house. And the first thing that happens, I handed my formulations to our, our PhD partner down there. And she said, oh, yeah, no, we're not going to be able to do this. You have way too many active ingredients and you don't want to put gratuitous amounts of sugar. You don't want to use artificial sweeteners. Like, there's no way we'll be able to make this taste good. And I, so I grabbed my paper back and my business partner. I said, well, I guess we're not in the right spot then because we weren't willing to compromise on, you know, what we were looking to create. And she said, well, you know, you already paid for the time you're here. Let's see if we can make something happen. And we went to work. Okay. When you first had a formulation, what'd you do then? Well, we had this concept for Life Aid, which was you know, very targeted vitamins and supplements for different avocations, different use occasions. You know, Ryan and I and my business partner met in a CrossFit gym. So we had this concept for Fit Aid, which would be a like clean post-recovery drink. When we had free time, we used to golf once a week. So we had Golfer Aid. Of course, we both go to Burning Man. So we had Party Aid. So we had these different formulations and meeting with the owner of that flavor house. He said, you know, of all these drinks, you guys, you should really look at Golfer Aid. There's no 
drinks and golf. So that was the first one we put to market. We used good old direct response marketing. We started forcing products on golf courses, putting them in follow-up sequences, both via email and snail mail, started hammering the phones and started knocking down golf courses one at a time. That was a pretty much year one of business. We did about a quarter million dollars just selling golf raid to golf courses. That is absolutely incredible. When did you decide to branch out into other markets besides golf? Well, we did something you should never do, which is really launch three products way too close together. So we launched Golf Raid, and then about six months later, we launched uh, Fit Aid, and then a couple months after that, Party Aid. So we'd be in situations, we're up doing a big fire show with our Burning Man gear on, doing Party Aid in San Francisco. Then we go to Sacramento at a golf show with our polo shirts on, slinging Golf Raid, and then back to Santa Cruz for a CrossFit competition, slinging Fit Aid. But we started getting most of our traction, really, even though golfer was producing most of the revenue fit aid started getting a lot of traction crossfit was still very new it was very exciting and we were just dealing with typically one gym owner instead of maybe a golf course management firm or a gm or a head pro that we had to all get on the same page to bring in a new product and uh, we put our chips all in with fit aid and that's where we really started becoming a real company All right. That is absolutely incredible. So you started, you were doing multiple launches at the same time. Now you're in conventional channels like Whole Foods, Safeway, Walmart, CVS, GNC. How did you get distribution? Well, good positioning, I would say. We went really deep in CrossFit and we stayed in CrossFit. We were an e-com only business for the first five years, direct to consumer, direct to gym. We didn't have any retail whatsoever. And then we started looking at adjacent markets and a strong adjacent market for CrossFit was Spartan Race. We partnered with Joe DeSena and Spartan Race and became the official recovery drink of Spartan, where people were getting an ice cold can of Fit Aid when they needed it most when they crossed the finish line as a reward for that grueling race. And it just so happened that key buyers H-E-B and and Earth Fair were crossing that finish line and getting a cold can and then calling us up, hey, we need this in our store. So we were getting pulled in instead of having to push our way in. Absolutely. So that's awesome that you were able to pull that off. You mentioned launching three versions at the same time. How did you juggle that? How did you balance that all? It was crazy. Blow people's mind. We actually had three separate websites. So Fit Aid had its own website. Golf Ray Party had its own website. They had their own social media handles. The thought was, you know, we didn't want to come across as gimmicky where people are going, oh, what's this all about? You know, so because each of the formulas is unique to that audience. It's not just the same product rebranded to a different audience. And we didn't want to cross pollinate because a golfer may not be a burner, may not be a crossfitter, right? So we kept them all separate. But over time, what we noticed, especially as we started launching new SKUs, that people live different lifestyles into the party scene, but they may also golf. They're into the party scene, but, you know, they've got a job where they need focus and, you know, focus aid and the tropics comes into play. So, you know, now we have one website that has all the SKUs. We have one social media handle and uh, most of our consumers are consuming more than one SKU. That makes sense. What you've had an interesting roller coaster journey. What have been some of the adversities you've had to overcome and what you learned from them? So many, you know, number one person 
personnel. I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, especially when you're first starting out, you're doing everything. You're doing sales, you're doing marketing, you're dabbling in accounting, you're taking out the trash, you're doing whatever you need to do. And then things start to break. And when they break, you know, it's creating tons of stress. There's a breakdown in the customer journey. You're going on a hiring spree. You're like, oh God, we got to hire somebody. And when you're in a desperate place to hire, a lot of times you're hiring based on qualifications and not necessarily based on really vetting the person that they're the right cultural fit, that they're going to represent the brand well and that type of thing. So, you know, some of the challenges initially and bringing the wrong people on the board and then trying to get unwind those relationships is challenging. Supply side issues, you know, getting cans, keeping up with demand, fulfilling POs, cash flow. I mean, we almost went broke at least a dozen times where we had a few thousand dollars in payroll due and less than a grand in the bank. And fortunately, someone would you know, an investor would come through or we'd finally get a check in. And it's always been, you know, living kind of on the seat of our pants for a long time and quite the challenge, quite the journey. That is absolutely incredible. What do you like best about what you do now? Your passion's obvious. Oh, I love the level of the game that we play. I've become personal friends with multiple billionaires. I've talk at the biggest stages, the highest levels, uh, you know, the people that we're talking to in CPG, you know, it's really a, it's a small industry in consumer packaged goods. And, you know, if you're actually quote unquote, making it or having traction, you get a lot of attention from some of the biggest companies out there. So just the level of the game is what really turns me on. The level of the game, that is a great insight. Which product is your favorite? You know, I drink Fit Aid every day after I work out. Focus Aid for me is really my go-to. I mean, after lunch, when I feel like taking a nap, drink a Focus Aid and I just get right back into flow state. It helps me finish the day strong. Awesome. You mentioned getting to speak on some of the biggest stages, getting to talk with some amazing people. What have been some of the biggest lessons you learned from them and from those experiences? I'd say the biggest thing, and this used to piss me off big time because it was a consistent theme. And I'll tell you why I used to tick me off. Some of my mentors would always tell me, don't forget to enjoy the ride. And I'm always would think to myself, well, screw you. That's easy for you to say. You got millions of dollars in the bank, able to take vacations. And, you know, you got all the nice toys and enjoy the ride. I'm grinding it out here. I'm about to go broke. I, you know, I'm not making any income like I used to. Like, I felt like my life was about to fall apart. And they're telling me to like, relax, breathe and enjoy the ride. And I realized, you know, after being in this for a decade now, we only have one life to live. It's not like, as soon as I sell, we used to always talk internally, as soon as we sell a million cans, you know, we've made it, we will have made it, everything will be okay. You know, now we're doing 5 million cans a month. And it's like the stresses and the challenges have just shifted or some of them have even become bigger, you know? So you can't wait for some imaginary finish line to start enjoying life. You have to go, let me roll with the punches, Every challenge is there for a reason. You have to have faith in that. Without challenges, we don't change our MO. There's no growth. And life is all about growth. It's all about moving forward. And so every challenge that we've had has been an opportunity for me to become a better businessman, a better entrepreneur, a better leader. That makes a lot of sense. How do you differentiate yourself in, I mean, you talk, it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry. Why do you think you were able to succeed when it has such a high failure rate? 
Well, two things. We're very transparent in how we put things together. We don't play any two servings per container BS. We're in a recyclable can. We have low sugar and zero sugar lines, no artificial sweeteners. There's none of the aha. 70% of people now, before they buy a new consumer packaged good, they pick it up and they look at the label and they're looking for something. Look, oh, the sugar level is too high or it has trans fats or it's, you know, whatever it is, it's two servings per container that has artificial sweeteners. They're looking for that aha saying, no, that doesn't fit my buying criteria. So we keep our products super clean and transparent to fit people's buying criteria. Number two, our naming convention, pretty damn straightforward. Our product immunity aid obviously has something to do with immunity, focus aid for focus. So the use occasion is spelled out right on the can, which eliminate people trying to figure out what this product's actually for. How have you been able to hire and train fast enough to keep up with your growth? Well, I back up a little bit. It's even, you know, when we're hiring people, we make them jump through a lot of hoops, you know? So we learned from those early lessons. And now we use top grader, which usually takes people an hour, hour and a half to fill out. We have multiple phone interviews with people in that department they're hiring for. So they have buy-in on the person. We do panel interviews. You know, we do heavy background check, reference checks. So we make sure we're getting the right people on the train to begin with. And then the onboarding process, really bringing everybody out, you know, pre-COVID, we would always have a kickoff like once a quarter, all the new hires come out to HQ. We have a great time. We go through meditation. We give them a five minute journal. We do Wim Hof breathing together. You know, we go out to dinner, we have some drinks together. Every department head gives presentations. We drill them on our core values. So it's just really making sure they're the right cultural fit because every single person that you bring on your team is a fractional representation of your brand out in public. So if somebody has a shitty uh, experience with one of my team, that's a bad experience with our product and our whole brand. So they need to be able to connect with people, continue to make deposits into their emotional bank account. And that's how we're going to grow the company. It's not just based on the product, it's the people behind the products. Love it. You are a voracious consumer of content. What are three of the best books you've ever read that had the biggest impact on your business? Ooh, number one's definitely a Cialdini psychology persuasion. It's just like opened my eyes, my personal behavior and just being a sheep in life. You know, it's like if you haven't read that one, you got to do that. Um, Number two, I'm going to say Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, it's just uh, Stephen Covey. Just amazing. It's just so foundational. And, you know, especially now when you've got cancel culture going on and everything, like get back to just being a good person, doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, how do you add value to people's life? Number three, I'm going to go with uh, maybe sell at anything was a really good one from a sales perspective, but lots of good books out there. Yeah, absolutely. Great recommendations. Great books for our folks watching or listening. Where is the best place for them to go to get there to try LifeAid for themselves? Well, you can always find us online at LifeAidAIDBevco.com or pretty much any major retailer out there, Safeway, Walmart, Kroger, HEB, Vitamin Shop, etc. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense for our folks who are watching or listening. Um, anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? I would say, you know, be patient in life, you know, especially younger folks when I'm working with them, they're so focused on, uh, you know, velocity, how quickly things are happening for them. They should really focus on trajectory, doing the right things over time and your quote unquote breaks will come your way. Continue to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. I mean, if you 
put in the work. This a lot of what you need to do to be successful in business is just not sexy. It's not like there's some magic pill. It's just doing the daily grind, being accurate in your thinking. You know, that's the biggest thing is like you could be accurate on 50 points in your business plan and the one inaccuracy is what's going to sink the ship. So get advice from people that you know, like, and respect and trust that have been there and done that to really look through your planning, make sure you're thinking accurately about how you're attacking something. Awesome. This is Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Aaron Hind from LifeAid. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Seth. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.